coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Pour yourself a mug of milk. Cuphead's coming to Switch. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mike Delaney. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, uh, but specifically last week's Nintendo Direct, and then it's the Nindy Direct. And then on Thursday, Mark and I are going to be discussing Castlevania II, uh, Simon's Quest, for the end of our weird retro sequels month. Uh, so before we get into it and I reveal what's actually going on, uh, Delaney is not in the room with me right now. Um, we recorded, uh, an an episode about this, uh, earlier in, in the weekend, uh, I was in Chicago, uh, so I don't, uh, be, be forewarned, uh, what you are about to hear is not, uh, our normal, uh, retcon punch sound quality. It's a little bit of a in the field, don't have all the equipment with me kind of kind of sound quality. So it's got a little a little bit more background noise and it's got a little bit grainier than usual. But we have a really good conversation about that in Indie Direct. We go through all the games, have uh, maybe some novel observations about it. I don't know. Uh, but the point is, for right now, it's it's just me. You got just. Patrick. Mark is going to be, like I say, uh, he's on the Thursday episode where we're talking about Castlevania 2. You should absolutely be listening to all these episodes uh, because it's been a ton of fun to play through all these weird old games um, with Mark. And then he'll be back to do news with me next week. If you can believe it, it's already our, our Markless, Markless March is uh, almost over. Uh, but uh, so yes, all the usual stuff still applies. If you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, Look, you still can. It should be coming back to me any day now. Um, and uh, if you want to borrow it, all you got to do is send me your mailing address. Send it to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Um, and y- your name goes on a list. The list is getting uh, a little bit lengthy at this point. But, you know, th- that shouldn't stop you from putting your name on the list. Get your name on this list. You can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Play it on your Switch. It's all Good news. All right, uh, let's get into what we've been playing this week. I will, of course, keep this brief because uh, when I say what we've been playing this week, I, of course, just mean what I've been playing this week. I'm the only person in the room. Um, I, as I say, uh, traveled to Chicago this weekend, uh, and so I just brought my 3DS with me. Um, Mark was also out of town recently and only brought his 3DS with him, I believe, uh, which might mean that maybe we're starting to think of our 3DSs and Switches as like, you know, one of these is like the real rough and tumble travel thing and the other is still sort of a precious baby. I don't know. I I played uh, WarioWare Gold a bunch on the way out to Chicago. It was great. Man, what a wonderful game that is. Uh, just you, you can keep challenging yourself with that game and keep unlocking new things. The number of unlockables and unlockable games and like unlockable alarm clocks and stuff in that thing, are, there, there's so much in WarioWare Gold. It's a perfect little portable package. 
it should totally, or something like it anyway, should totally be on the Switch. Um, and then on the way back here to Los Angeles, I played uh, Super Mario 3D Land, which is another um, amazing game. But I think Mark was talking about that he was going to play it. Um, so I'm sure that we will be touching more on that in the future. I just wanted to point out that I had two separate save files on my copy of Super Mario 3D Land that were like maxed out 100% with like all of the stars. And uh, so I just started a new one. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm just building a third going to be perfect game in there, which, you know, it's, that's not something I do with, with a lot of games. Um, but I guess it's something I'm doing with Super Mario 3D Land. Do I really love this game? Look, guys, I don't know. Okay, that's what we've been playing uh, this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. And again, there's a bunch of games here, but like I'm obviously not going to talk about all of them. The only thing I wanted to bring to everyone's attention is that Friday, March 29th, Yoshi's Crafted World finally comes out on the Switch. This is one that I have talked about before that I'm excited about. Um, I, I remain excited. My buddy Taylor is going to be in town this week. I'm going to pick it up. We're going to play it two-player simultaneous. It's going to be uh, beautiful and adorable, and we're going to have a great time. Or maybe we won't, and I'll talk about it next week about how I wasn't really having a great time. Um, okay, uh, obviously no 433 here. I'm just going to get us right into my conversation with Michael Delaney about the Nintendo Nindy Direct from last week. Enjoy. I am joined today by my good friend and a uh, writer with me on Retcon Punch, Michael Delaney. Hello. Michael, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. Yes. Yes. We've been, here's, a, here's the thing that's true. Uh, we've been hanging Everything out. Everything else weekend. has been a lie Every, up to this point. <laughs> right. You are not Michael Delaney at all. You're someone <laughs> else. Um, we've been hanging out most of this weekend at C2E2, the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. Yes. Um... So I think we're both maybe getting a little bit punchy, a mm -hmm. little loopy. A little bit. Um, but you've generously, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I haven't yeah, I know, done but anything I, yet. You said that you would. Yes. So. <laughs> it could be terrible. Well, that's fine. <laughs> the show's been terrible before. <laughs> It'll be terrible again. We are going to talk uh, all about the Nintendo Indie Direct from last week uh, and break down all of the announcements because um, there's a lot of them. Um, and You're gonna have to remind me of the names. No, here's the thing. I took I took copious notes on this, and right. my notes. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'll make up names. For That's fine. <laughs> uh, but before we like launch into it uh, in uh, spe specific, um, was there anything in here that like jumped out at you, Mike? Is something that um, you? I think I have just like a general observation. Yeah, let's hear the general. There was like a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff or yeah. like near the end of the world <laughs> uh like at least four post-apocalypse and apocalypse and then the one game neo cab yeah so that's like basically towards the end of the world because they said that she's the last the last human driver right in a a, a city uh, overrun by automation which it's grim. It's uh, yeah. grim stuff. <laughs> and, and, and from what I surmised, the basis of that game is trying to keep your cool and keep your job. 
Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, NeoCat yeah, then, as, as long story. as we're there. Um, <clears throat> so it looks like it's a story based kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, where um, you're dri- you're driving a car uh, and you got to pick up fares, but you're also looking for your friend, right? While avoiding some big evil corporation. Do you remember the name of the? They they mentioned Capra. It might be Capra. Something like that. Do you think it's uh it's it's that TV show Caprica that you have uh, to avoid? Yeah, it's a stealth, you know, resurgence. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they they're gonna bring back Battlestar somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, it had like the animation style similar to like a Telltale game. Or yeah, like, or um, like Archer. <laughs> yeah, it did look pretty archery, right? Uh. A couple of games had those like thick lines that I was talking about, or in, in another conversation with like you know the the thick comic booky lines that like yeah Spider Verse has right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's from a previous conversation. Yeah, Again, yeah. we were ta- we've been talking about comics uh, all, all weekend, so that's sort of that's sort of where our brains are right now. Um, <laughs> but I feel like uh, to your uh, observation about like a lot of post apocalyptic and like nearing the apocalypse uh, settings, yeah. Um, I think that's something that we just see in games and comics a lot. Yes. Um, I don't know why that is. My thought for this especially is that because it's indie games and they're mostly one-player games, Mm -hmm. so you have to be the last of something. Maybe you don't have to, but it's a good excuse. It's a good framing device to not populate every town with a bunch of people. Right, yeah. Like, And at one point in one game, they said, you are the one. Yeah. So, like, the chosen one. Oh, you are referring, of course, to Rad. Right. I'm afraid if we jump around like no, this... No, we're not going to we're we're do it. We're not going to do it. All right, let's go back to the top. No more apocalypse. <laughs> uh, Neocab. Uh, so, back, 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 we'll go back to the top of the order. All right. Uh, the thing starts off with a, a man teaching us how to pour milk. That's uh, true. That wasn't a game, though. That was not, that was not a game. That, but it was a teaser for Cuphead. Um, which, is Cuphead uh, is that a thing? Yeah, so Cuphead is a game that uh, was developed by um, uh, a, a studio specifically for Xbox, um, and okay. uh, Microsoft spent a lot of money to like finance the thing. Yeah, and it came out as an Xbox ex- exclusive a couple of years ago, um, but like exclusive no more. It's coming to Switch. Okay. Uh, so I think the the like crazy and notable thing there is that this game. Which looks like you know a nineteen thirties cartoon, right? Um, is uh, no longer a, a Microsoft exclusive thing. It's coming coming over to Switch. Is that the one that they were saying our friends at Microsoft? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So like I wasn't sure. You know they use that style of animation, like intentionally, obviously, to like yeah. kind of play on your. Not nostalgia, but you've seen it before. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, was Cuphead a thing? <laughs> like, like, was that a show? Was that a, a, like a regular strip? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Again, we were, we've been seeing comics all weekend, and we kept like stumbling through things, and we're like, hey, do you know what that is, actually? And we're like, no. That's uh, steampunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, heavy Metal, right? Uh, we were yeah. walking past uh, uh, the, the publication Heavy Metal, and I was like... I don't actually know what that magazine is. Uh, and so had the guy give me the, the spiel on it for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so Cuphead um, coming out April 18th, which is super soon. It's like a month. Yeah, it is. Um, I played a little bit of Cuphead uh, at, at a friend's and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super tough, like a run and gun um, 
platforming difficult thing. Are you a cup of milk? You are. You are a cup. I don't know if you are of milk. <laughs> you're. That was a weird segue. Then I thought that that was why they did the milk. <laughs> I. I mean, I don't know. Milk will make people squirm, right? Like anytime you talk too much about it, it's like made uncomfortable by it. Uh, But so Cuphead coming out, that's a big deal. Um, The next game they showed off is called Overland, um, which they describe as a squad-focused, turn-based strategy game. It is uh, another, it's a post-apocalyptic thing. This is the one where they say, uh, you can do this, or you can do this, or you can save the dog. like, uh, a couple of these games sounded like RPG, which typically isn't my bag, but, you know, it sounded like this was, like, not too involved. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's a very, you know, choice-based yeah this is one of two games that they talked about today um where it seems like a dog can die (laughs) yes (laughs) and and, and they did not throw up a disclaimer (laughs) no look there's there are websites for does the dog die (laughs) um that's that's an important service are you familiar with the uh there's a twitter handle uh can you pet the dog Oh, um, it's just every everything they tweet is just an image from a video game, and they're like Red Dead Redemption Two. Can you pet the dog? Yes, yes. you can pet the dog. <laughs> I know the answer to that. Sorry. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Can you pet the dog? No, you cannot pet the dog. Is there a dog? Yeah, there's a dog that. Okay, uh, I thought that that's just no. You can't pet the dog because there's no there dog. No, dog. <laughs> no, it's not going at it that conceptually. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, some of these games, uh, we don't. I don't. I don't want to watch that dog die. I don't want to watch that dog die. Call me my old least fashioned. favorite game show. Watch, watch that dog die. <laughs> um, yeah, Overland also seems like it's a. It's on a grid, right? I'm trying it's on to a like, grid, and yeah. it seems like you were blocky, kind of skinny characters. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to compare it to, but there's something similar to it. Uh, maybe Minecraft? Is that kind of looks... I mean, like, in, in terms of looks, I'm not even really sure. It's got, like, that isometric view, that, like, three-quarters perspective. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it, that, it's, it, that seems like it's going to be too stressful of a game for me, so I'm probably going to pass on that. Uh, Your Friend Pedro. That one looks pretty cool. So this is a game where it's like a, an action game where you keep like popping into slow motion. Maybe there's a sentient banana. Not maybe. No, okay, there is. There is. That is the friend Pedro. <laughs> Your friend Pedro he is, is a banana. the banana. And like, Does they, the banana give you these powers? How are you able to... I mean, I think he's guiding you in some sense. <laughs> uh, well, like, I really was disappointed when he lost the skillet. I thought he was going to be a guy that just carried a skillet and hit people the whole time. So that's how it started? He's, like, running around with a... He, he like, because it's a game where they're doing, like, choreography or whatever, mm-hmm. and everything is usable to, like, bounce off of something. So he had a skillet. That was the first thing he used to hit someone. It was like, awesome, I'm on board, <laughs> skillet guy. Uh, but then he picked up, like, guns. Yes. Yeah. So it reminded me, I mean, because right now I'm playing Red Dead Redemption, it reminded me of, like, the... What the mode where you slow down time basically dead mm-hmm. eye, so it's kind of like that. I think there's the whole game isn't like that, but you like it seemed like they spent a lot of time a lot of time doing that. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I just assumed that it's going to be like Tony Hawk, where like <laughs> you get points for all like the different combos. Points, yeah. I mean, I, the game's very heavily into that, so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, and it looked like stylish and cool. They like referred to it ballet choreography. They were very mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, the choosy with their words. But as we said during <laughs> during uh, we're watching it, these weren't the most eloquent people. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, this is true. We've been seeing obviously again. This, I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> we we're at CGE two this weekend. You're just no, just uh, listening. Yeah. Uh, so we saw. You know, we've seen a bunch of um, panels and presentations and stuff. And it's crazy to me that still, like, no one really knows how to do these things without looking like a dork. No public speaking experience, <laughs> it seems. Even when they have it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's always a little bit awkward. Um, we were at a Marvel panel on uh, Saturday where C.B. Cebulski, uh, who is, you know, Marvel's editor-in-chief right now, um, came out and was, like, he was kind of, like, running around the stage like he's, like he's Dane Cook. Uh, <laughs> and, like, just kind of, like... You know, no table, just like right there, energy directing, uh, connecting with everyone, um, which was cool until like they played a video that's like joking around about pizza and stuff. And it's just like, guys, just like do the thing. You lost like, the energy. Yeah. Stop. There are a lot of people who are embarrassed about what they're about to do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of apologizing for what you're so about to th- do. So necessarily, not necessarily they did that in, in, these, in this video, but they were not the people to pitch the game <laughs> a lot like that a lot a couple of times the developers were themselves were like trying to for rad i think they were trying to like yeah. make some kind of pun or wordplay and it was just not comfortable <laughs> no it's, it, it happened twice right because there's uh it's um uh kirk scott who's the new like lead of nintendo um like independent uh, game glasses relations. man glasses man mm-hmm. um and some woman whose name i don't know white hair uh yeah white hair that's right that's, <laughs> that was her name jane white hair it's not her name uh but like they set up this joke that it was like a pun on the word rad and they were like no let's let the developers do the joke oh and that's then, right and then the developers did the joke but the joke was just to be like a game that's rad and then we learn that the name of the game is rad so we don't have the they tease the Two punchlines. They tease a punchline. They do the punchline, and then we get the setup. It's just all out of order. It's not how jokes work. And, and much like us right now, we're skipping ahead to Rad. Uh, do you have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to say about um, my your friend Pedro? Yeah, kind of uh, great, great name for the game too. No, it's very good. Uh, no, it, it it looks neat. Comes out in June. Looks like Deadpool for some reason. It does look like Deadpool. That. Yeah, they should get that Deadpool license. Marvel, call him up. I saw Rob Liefeld this weekend. I saw his table. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, next up in the order was Neocab, um, which we've talked about uh, a little bit already. It just uh, kind of depressed me. Like, yeah. or, or, or I mean, not not just like you're the last cab driver, but like she's spending. I, you when you know you get in an Uber, yeah, and like you'll I don't generally ask how they like it you know we'll get into that conversation somehow and they're like you know i get to choose my own hours so in neocab is she on the clock searching for her missing friend yeah yeah i don't i don't know (laughs) and do you think a lot of people are like so you doing this just to reconnect with someone (laughs) and like it's it's there are some video games where it's like second life like on the office where you yeah you're just Doing what you would do in real life. Yeah, that is grim. That is grim. Like, I think it would be tough if you were working for a ride program. <laughs> and then also going home and playing this game. Well, like I said, like, this reminds me of... You're talking about Captain Marvel in the beginning of that movie. They're talking about you have to keep your emotions out of it. Like, 
this just makes this game seem that you have to be an uninteresting character. <laughs> like, don't don't be too happy. Don't be too sad. Don't though, be either. too angry. <laughs> um, but I, I like that it's tracking what it believes your emotional state to be, right. or like what your character's emotional state. That leads for like, or makes for some like interesting storytelling options. If like, oh, you're getting angry because of choices you're making, or because of things that are happening. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the rest of the quadrants of the, the graph of emotions. Yeah. But the top right was arousal. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, next up was the Red Lantern, um, which is a game that they... Uh, False kinda... advertisement. Yeah, well, first of all, like, again, we're huge comic book dorks. We were at uh, C2E2 this weekend. <laughs> Thank you for explaining. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, when we see the Red Lantern, we expect to see Atrocitus, we expect to see uh, Guy Gardner for a time, we expect to see Dexter all wielding Red Rays. We didn't even see a Red Lantern in this as far as... It, it, you know what, it probably was hanging on a sled, but... It was probably hanging it on was a sled. Not, it was not highlighted. Uh, so, ra <laughs> rather than actually being related to a Red Lantern, this game is about a woman who, like, abandons her life that she feels... Uh, what a weird way to start it. Like, yeah, it's... it's it's a game about dog sledding and surviving. Yes, but it is like they spend a lot of time setting up who the character is. And how disappointed she is with She's herself. so disappointed <laughs> with herself, with her life. Her parents are disappointed in her. <laughs> so she's like, I'm going to light my uh, world on fire. I'm going to go and race in the Iditarod. Uh, this is the second time that we see a dog in danger. A dog gets attacked by a bear. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems cool. Like, yeah. The, the game looks really pretty, and um, I don't know, like, if if this is one where I will put up with whatever stress because it looks like the presentation is nice. Yeah. I mean, well, to the point of her, like, wanting to do the Iditarod, she said she just wanted to finish, that's but right. her little checklist had a first place trophy on it. That's that's more than finishing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, is, that is finishing best. Uh, dog sons are weird. Like, Go on. I was, I was just thinking about it. Like somebody someday in history just looked at a husky and was like, "Yes, but what if also a horse?" <laughs> yes, but what if what if I tied five of these together? Can it do more? <laughs> Look, I don't like walking through this now. So uh, yeah, is that? But it. it it seems. Where did she get these dogs too? Like this is a startup, basically. She yeah, found well, a van <laughs> and she found huskies. That's right. Get van, get huskies, get sled. Yeah. Win race. Um, I don't know, but it seems cool. Uh, that it's something that I'll be interested. I to. hope we see a plucky montage of her getting those things because that's not the game of her like getting right. all these things and then. What the if it is begins. the game? We don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's there was. A dog that looked like was missing on the sled. Maybe she just hadn't collected that dog yet. No, I think the dog that was missing was the dog that got attacked by a bear. That's true. Uh... She didn't reposition the other dogs. That's just poor planning. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you gotta have one dog in the front that's, like, taking all the... I don't know anything about dog racing. I'll stop. Yeah, she doesn't either. That's why she's not getting first place. That's true. Uh, next up was Darkwood, um, which they describe as a procedurally generated... Uh, survival horror game. Um, it was like a top-down perspective. Yeah. Is this the one that was like, anything can happen? Uh, was it, like, it was like kind of saying it was like open world and kind of your choices. Uh, I live by a fire department. Right, so, so, so <laughs> apologies for those sirens. If you're driving around, those sirens are in our world and not in yours. <laughs> and also several days before now, so you're okay. Uh, 
So yeah, I thought they were like you know this was another kind of RPG where they were saying if this is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, it, it was like a, a, a dude in a hat. Oh no, and it's like dark. I'm not thinking of that. You're thinking of something else. I don't. This one looked pretty like vanilla to me. Yeah, like, I don't, maybe that's why I just super. didn't remember. I I know I'm not thinking about the right one. Yeah, let's let's move on from it then. Uh, the next up was Katana Zero, um, which seems like you're playing uh, as like a Black Widow character. Right. Um, it's like it's like an eight bit uh, side scrolling action game where everything is a one hit kill. Uh, the enemies kill you in one hit. You kill the enemies in one hit. Uh, and you have precognitive abilities. They were saying to like. I don't know, go forward in time and try stuff. And then, Oh, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you remembering this one now? Yes, it, which, that that was, like, the thing that threw me off. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I guess I didn't hear the one-hit thing, so... Yeah. It's basically learning from your mistakes and doing it again and not dying, like... Yeah. Like, uh... All the video games? <laughs> well, specifically, like, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Live, die, repeat. That's right. All you need is kill. Oh, I, was the original throw, manga. I was just gonna throw that fun fact out. Uh, I that's uh, it's such a good title. All you need is kill. Um, but Katana Zero, uh, it starts off like showing you the like what is uh, like a very video gamey uh, premise, right? Yeah. But then it's like, and between missions, go talk to your therapist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which uh, adds a See, whole other level of weird. Right. Until you. Through those two parts in, I was not... I was drawn a blank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but those are two added elements that would probably be something in their... Like, a separate game for each thing. Yeah, totally. But yeah, you could talk to your therapist about your secret missions. And, like, make sure you get an update on your medicine or something like that. And right. And the therapist injects her with something. <laughs> um, which is what makes me think that it's, like, a, a Black Widow situation. Where, like, right. someone is being brainwashed kind and turned into a super soldier or something. I mean... Gotta refill your prescriptions. I mean, this is also just true. You just gotta <laughs> refill your prescriptions. <laughs> Maybe there's nothing nefarious happening here. <laughs> like, remember, you have bad allergies, so... Oh, you're right. Man. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> remember to pick up your prescription shampoo. Uh, next up was Rad. We are finally now to Rad. Okay, now we're at Rad. Bad jokes. Not a bad, not a bad game. No, looks cool actually. Um, you, this is the post-apocalypse. Uh, this was the first one that I took note. I yeah. feel like of the post-apocalyptic nature. <laughs> like, <"Wait> a <laughs> uh, you're, you control some uh, boy child man uh, who like <laughs> mutates throughout this thing. <laughs> boy child. I believe man. they pitched it that way. What if there's a boy child man that mutates? But like his his head turned into a snake, his uh, legs became like trees. Um, oh yeah, well, and then when when that happened, there's like this omniscient voice being like mutation, mutation. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna step outside of the conversation again for a minute. Yes, a lot of mutants, a lot of mutants in all these games. Yes, a lot of lot of words that are mutant mm -hmm. or mutate. All and, right, and again. <laughs> We were just at C2E2. We, we went to a panel it's where... It's definitely a trigger word. Where I'm like, is. why are we shooting these mutants? Yeah. <laughs> they just want to coexist. They do just want to coexist. <laughs> in House of X and Powers of Ten, coming in July. <laughs> All right, back in. Back uh, in. Back in, back in. Um, yeah, and, and there was also like a, a part where this dude had uh, like a, a tail or like an egg sack or something, oh, and he yeah. like laid three little eggs behind yeah, him. Yeah, that was crazy. It was no weird. okay. There's a lot of weird in this game because yeah. you can transform into things, then you can lay eggs. Were those 
eggs that hatched into those spiders, you think? I, I think so. Or, that, like, that they like didn't show them around. hatch, but they showed they were just there. the next like scene or whatever was these spiders with the the head of the man boy child. <laughs> or man man child, man child boy. boy. <laughs> the, the point is this game looks bonkers, right? Um, it, and it's coming from um, Double Fine and it will be out in summer of 2019. Um, next, we saw the creature in the well, which is the like pinball. Um, right. So this one, action game. This was the second one that used the word choreography, or and, at least and another uh, apocalyptic game. Yes. So it's kind of like pinball heavy, is what they're saying. Like mm-hmm. that's the mechanics of the game. Um, I mean, it looks like you're a dude running around with like a sword or like a, a, a bag or something. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you're a character. <laughs> A, a, a woman boy child. Uh, binary. No, yeah, non-binary. Non-binary character. Um, swinging, swinging a bat or a sword or something around right. that uh, is like you interact with the, the world in a pinball kind of way where like things are ricocheting off of surfaces yeah. and you're hitting bumpers and um, it's unclear to me uh, if, if this is going to be a cool game. Yeah, I really didn't have a good read on it. This was just one of the ones where I'm like judging the title. And I'm like, is it really about the creature, though? I know he's the one that made all this happen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like trapping... Oh, I, I took a note about... Um, they say... Uh, no, I actually didn't take the note that I thought I, I took. The world beyond the sandstorm is what they, uh, they mentioned. All right, there's a sandstorm. There's a sandstorm, which makes me feel like it is a... Uh, uh, music video <laughs> <laughs> it might be a music video I was going to say like a Mad Max style world sure um, where everything has just been uh, obliterated and the world has become a desert mm-hmm. everything is not awesome no nothing got, is cool when you're part of a team you gotta see Lego movie too man it's I will great. it's great <laughs> uh, next up was uh, Blood Roots which was uh, like a man with a wolf on his head. Oh yeah, I didn't like that name because I was like on board until that name because he was his name was Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf, yeah, <laughs> and they they were being pretty goofy about it. Yeah, uh, but then they also like it's a Western revenge tale. Um, yes, and they like yeah they bet they were kind of like telling this serious revenge tale, and, and then he's like, and he has a wolf for a hat, yeah. so you know he means business. Yeah. So like, what are we doing here? Are we goofing around? Or are we talking about like a, a killer wolf man? Which is it? Was this the one where you can basically interact with any item and use it to defeat your enemies? Oh, I guess is, is that's also like your friend Pedro too. Then they both sort kind of have of, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, instead of like the whole like matrixy of that, this one's yeah. like you can pick up a barrel and throw it at someone. Yeah, this one seemed a little bit more. Uh, this is almost more Minecrafty, where it's like everything in the world can be used as as a weapon. Like you just have to figure out how. Yeah. Uh, then uh, uh, that's coming out this summer. Nope. Yes, I'm right. This this summer. Then after that was Pine. Um, which did you read? Uh, Autumn Lands, Tooth and no, Claw. No, I never did. Um, that it just it's like a, a fantasy world, and it's populated by all these like animal human hybrids, um, which seems like what this game was. Uh, and it's you know they they say that it's like you know a, a modern game in a fantasy setting, which mm-hmm. doesn't tell you anything about what the game actually is. Sure. Um, but it looked kind of pretty. Pine, I. Is... 
This is so. This is the one where there are like uh, elk people and oh, uh, got it. Yeah, okay. and then like a a, a human being like yes. a, appears when like they're fighting There's each like other or something. A moose, the moose people versus mm-hmm. the crocodile people, yeah. like alligator people. And I was like, I feel like alligators don't need those weapons. They kind of already are the weapon. Yeah, they got them jaws. But um, seemed wordless. Just like you know, Ooh, interesting. I guess most of these games are, but like just the way. Well, it was, not something like a neocab. True. Neocap's nothing but words. Right. Okay. But like, yeah, just the way, maybe just because we're like thinking of anthropomorphic animals, you're expecting them to talk. Hmm. Uh, the boy didn't even talk either. Uh, yeah. Which, that, you're probably, you're the boy, right? With the... I would assume. The arrow? Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if it is like a uh, like third person action adventure game, like kind of role playing game without language. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like we don't see that kind of thing a lot when people whenever people want to tell stories in video games they're like we'd make them talk more but that's not always the right exposition bots you need exposition bots or you don't uh th- then we moved on to Exposabots. Exposabots. uh to the vlanbeer arcade stuff so this is just a series of arcade games that are coming to switch um super crate box nuclear throne and ultra bugs um i don't really have too much to say about this other than ultra bugs look kind of stressful to me yeah, that was the last one, right? That was like the shooting okay. one, yeah. Where... This was when I was thinking, like, how do they pitch these games without saying, it's like Metroid? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's you know, like Gradius, that, that's but... how you pitch it in, in like, the meeting, but how do you sell it to everybody else without mentioning the other game? <laughs> I think you just mentioned the other games. Like, you know, the, there's enough history now right. that uh, you just... Well, they, they did it, though. They did not. No, that's true. Um, I don't know that I really care about any of those. Let's no. move on to Swim Sanity. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Swim Sanity is a multiplayer, um, like, underwater shooter. I, okay, so I was telling you about, we went to this arcade, or a couple arcades. I feel like there's an arcade game of this. Because mm. did they say that, this is the second one, right? Oh, I don't know. I think this is, I played this game before. Because it was like this underwater crazy thing. Yeah. With whales and stuff and there is like a big goofy looking whale in, yeah. in the trailer that we saw here yeah um yeah it looks like fun they're they're talking about um uh several co-op modes and competitive modes and message board stuff yeah kind of. yeah yeah leaderboards and, yeah yeah uh in, invite people to play with you and you know all this sort of normal online multiplayer stuff that you would see now right but they did make a point of mentioning it which is kind they, of weird yeah they did yeah <laughs> so i'm like is that a major function <laughs> or kind of activity is good i guess uh next up was blaster master zero two um this our, was like Mega Man, right yeah it's, okay. so uh the there was a game called blaster master on the original nes mm-hmm. which played Wait, is it blaster master or master blaster no uh blaster master Master Blaster is the character from from Mad Max again. Okay. <laughs> uh, but so uh, Master Blaster Zero was like a Switch launch title, um, uh-huh. which was basically just them making a sequel to a 30-year-old NES game, and now this is a sequel to that. Okay. Um, I, I picked up Blaster Master Zero when it originally came out because I was hurting for things to play on my Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, and I imagine that'll be my experience with the second one. I, I mean, I'm actually not going to pick up the second one, but, yeah. uh, you know, it looks like more Master Blaster. Blaster Master? <laughs> Master Blaster? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Delaney. We're lost. What's happening? I'm lost. <laughs> uh, anyway, this game is out now. This is one where they mentioned mutant scum. Was that a trigger for you? That was it. That <laughs> was it for sure. Because they mentioned mutants before, but they're like blast through mutants or like oh jeez <laughs> okay so what are the recurring themes so far they are uh the post-apocalypse mutants and mutating mutants and mutating uh there was one more now i don't remember what it was the... they they only said the chosen one once okay but <laughs> so that so doesn't pretty count good. pretty good the chosen one is kind of a trope for games uh and we weren't leaning on it here uh, Blaster Master Zero Two is out now, and it's ten bucks. Thick lines. Thick, cartoony lines. There was another one that was had the thick other lines. Uh, next up was Stranger Things Three: The Game. Gonna tell you something. Yeah, I've never watched Stranger Things. Let let me tell you something. <laughs> I stopped in the middle of the first season of Stranger Things. Nice. Because I was like, oh, this. I don't know if this has anything new to say. It looks like it's just borrowing stuff from E.T. and all those. Correct. Yep. <laughs> so. I mean, I've, I've been told that it gets much better and it does actually use the vocabulary to say something, but that's not what I've experienced with it. <laughs> you should see him. He doesn't believe what he's saying. <laughs> You're right. I'm, he's sh- just one I'm of those, shaking my head. He's just one of those things like, you know what? Fine. You believe in God, I guess. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I've got, I've got, I've got no warm feelings for Stranger uh, Things. I know well, everyone like, else does. Yeah, let's just I, let's talk about it in a concept then. So, would this just be the season in video game form? You think this would be like a prologue or? I mean, it it says that it yeah it, it comes probably out is it comes the, out at the same time comes out the same time, and they said that it is like the events of season three. Um, that's weird. Well, no, that's not. They do it for movies, but for like a season of a television. Television, yeah, television. <laughs> I mean, there was that. Uh, there was that lost game. It was called Via Domus. I never played it, but I saw it. Uh, and I mean, that was that thing was a mess. Well, yeah, and there's you know the classic side scrollers for like Star Wars where they added like, yeah. a lot of different bosses that well, never like, show up yeah. in the movies. Or they're just big versions yeah. of other characters. Um, or like, uh, uh, shoot, I had one. Oh, and Enter the Matrix. Did you ever play Enter the Matrix? I did not. Um, but that game was okay. I hear that. Yeah, my <laughs> my cousin replayed it like a couple years ago. I remember because he was watching the movies and he dove back into that. And I was like, Yeah, why not? All right. J-Dog. I mean, the Matrix uh, lends itself well to video gaming, right? Because right. it's like all the just like uh, your friend Pedro, that slow motion like stylish action. I forgot that that was the name. I thought it was my friend Pedro. Like that's the name, but it's your friend. Your friend Pedro. You were referring to it as I loved. Like oh, you loved that game. <laughs> you loved that game so much, you called it your friend, which is weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, this looks to me like a little bit of a disposable experience. Sure. Um, it's like an overhead view isometric where you're playing two uh, two characters together, just like. Running around the maps, beating people up, and could probably be on your phone or on Facebook. Uh, boy, I bet it could be on your phone or on Facebook or on your phone on Facebook. Uh, and then the uh, last thing they mentioned before getting to like the the final announcement was that there are uh, are so many indie games on Switch, and a bunch of them are on sale. Um, so you know, look into that if you're interested in getting any uh, old indie games. There it is. Look at this again. Doesn't believe what he said. I don't believe if, what I'm if saying. If you're into that thing, if kind of thing, it, I guess. No, there are a lot of good indie games, <laughs> no. and if you want to spend less money than you normally would, you can do it. 
Uh, and then last up was Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer. I'm going to tell you something else. Tell me something else. I've never really played the Zelda games. What? <laughs> All right. That's what I thought was going to happen with Stranger, with Stranger things, things. But it waited until now. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Live your life. Take in the media you want to take in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Zelda games are great. <laughs> I know. I know. Everybody tells me that. Well, also, before I knew it was Zelda, <laughs> the first thought I had when I saw the gameplay of this was like, I can't play this game. This this hopping, walking thing is not for me. <laughs> so, so Crypt of the Necrodancer is yeah, it, it it it's on like a grid, and like when you move, you hop. I mean, I I'm okay with that because like Pokemon was like that, but the hopping. Well, the, the thing is, it all it all happens in time to the music. So like, uh... it, in addition to being like a game where you're sort of like controlling space and attacking, uh, you're doing it in time. So it's a rhythm game mm-hmm. uh, in addition to being like an action adventure game. So um, if you mess up the rhythm and like miss an opportunity to attack or move, then like your combo goes down or whatever. So like a Mario Party game. It's a little <laughs> bit like a Mario Party game. Uh, one of those Mario Party games that you're like, no! <laughs> um, but then this one has Zelda characters in it. Which, right, so yeah, was this not a Zelda character? Cadence. Hmm? <laughs> Isn't that what her name was? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't know who the main character is in these games. I thought the name was Cadence. Cadence. I mean, Cadence of Hyrule is the. I wonder. Yeah, that could be the character's name, Cadence of Hyrule. Looked at me like I was dumb. I mean. <laughs> oh no! Can you always tell when I'm looking at you like you're dumb? <laughs> oh no! But Link and Zelda are in this game. A lot of. Um, uh, Zelda villains are also in this game. It's got that like cartoony art style. We're back to those thick lines again. Yeah. Um, and you know, all, since it is uh, rhythm based, that means there's going to be a lot of Zelda music in this as well. Which kind of that was the tease. Yeah. With that dumb, you know, the, the people trying to pitch it. Yeah. And, you know, the Switch people. Right. What's that music? <gasps> Where's it coming from? And I was like, Do you hear something? And as me not being Zelda like, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I don't think it was recognizably Zelda okay, okay. at that point. Um, <laughs> Gary, I was like, you tell me. I, I feel like you're about to tell me anyways. I mean, let's be honest. That's why we're here, so you can tell me things. You don't need to tease the fact that what you're if, going to tell me if, something. What if they just said, ah, well, it probably is the wind. And then, <laughs> then ends. <laughs> Thank you for watching this Nintendo right. Direct. Pitch. Uh, horror yes. movie. Yeah. Called The Wind. Because okay. it's always just the wind. It's always just the wind. But this time, it is just the wind. But the wind will is coming kill to kill you. That's good. That's scary. <laughs> That's got legs. Um, wind that, legs. Isn't that like the mist or the... Probably. Yeah. I, don't know. I didn't see any of those. Not really in the horror movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think what's notable about this one is that it is an, an indie game, an independently developed game that Nintendo is letting them use. That their was characters. What and I stuff. didn't really—I I was confused by that. I was like, "Well, wait, are they just shoehorning in a Zelda game at the end here? Like, what's happening?" Yeah, I mean, it looks like it is, but it's still an indie game. It's still an indie game, and Crypt of the ne- Necrodancer, it just on its own, is a game that already exists and Necro- has already existed. Necrodancer. Necrodancer. For real? It's, yeah, because oh. it's rhythm based. So, can control dead dancing people? Uh, is, well, I think it's just uh, dead dancing, right? Probably. Star of Cheers. Dead dancing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the way the word breaks out, necro, uh, again, those sirens are <laughs> over here. Don't pull over <laughs> if you're driving your car. I mean, do whatever you want. Well, Live your yeah. life. Play the games you want to play. Of course. Put Zelda in all the games you want to play. Um, I think this game looks cool. You know, it's fine. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, Delaney, we've done it. We've gone through all, all of these things. I think everyone is now better informed Definitely. as to what all of these games are. Uh, do you think you'll, you will play any of these games? Um, I feel like I am curious about my friend Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> it's your friend Pedro. <laughs> I know. He's my friend. Uh, that was just, yeah, that stood out for me. Yeah. Um, just because of the silly name and the banana, but also the mechanics of it seemed uh, unusual. Yeah, it's and I, I, I really hope that there's a Tony Hawk point style system. <laughs> Look, if I can unlock Darth Maul in this game, I'll be so happy. <laughs> oh God. Uh, uh, me, I'm interested in uh, Cuphead. Um, is a game that I would right. like to, especially um, on the go. Um, you know, if that game is anchored to your TV, that's uh, a pain in the butt. But if you can take it with you and get frustrated by it on the plane. Yeah, boy. Um, Definitely. Also, also Neocab. Let me um, say something real quick. Please. I kind of sometimes forget that the Switch is the Switch. Yeah. So when I'm th- thinking of playing these, I'm just on my couch. Oh, yeah. yeah these would be good on, on-the-go games. Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these games... That's a big appeal. Right. Yeah, you can play it as you're going somewhere. Neocab definitely makes me curious. And, like... If it is just a depressing game, that's kind of funny for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. We live in like a nightmare world in a nightmare time, right? right? Uh, And sometimes you just want to, you just want to like bask in that, want to sulk in it. I mean. Just be a sad sack for a while. And then you can listen. I wonder if, how, how deep it goes. Like, do your customers have very strange interesting stories about themselves possibly or are they just like npcs sitting in the back right they might just be npcs in the back telling you the name of the town that you're in (laughs) (laughs) and where your friend might be (laughs) right (laughs) the whole game is just your friend might be here (laughs) go there your friend might be here you keep picking up a kid the person who kidnapped her (laughs) and (laughs) dropping them off and like Huh? I don't know. Maybe don't, check there. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> uh, all right, Michael, is there anything at this point that you would like to plug? <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. No, I just made a dumb joke about how I was going to plug Heinz Ketchup. Yeah, there. that's right. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good for right now. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. Um, that always helps us out, and we like it a lot. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Uh, Michael is at Cormix. That's uh, C-O-R-M-A-C, Michael. And uh, Mark is at M-K-E Mitchell. And the show is just at Nincart Society. You can check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mike Delaney, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening.
Campfire. <laughs> 